Hey, this is Krishna Cochran, wide receiver for the University of North Dakota, and you tune in to the Floorcast Network. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Floorcast Network. Jay Ruff in the house today. Glorious day. Talk about some fantasy football. Today it is Thursday. And you know what that means. Glorious day to bring on TC Thursday. TC, how's it going, my man? Mr. Ruff. Thursday is a glorious day. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, dude, it's Thursday. I, I, um, TC Thursday. What more can we ask for? Except One for- more, man. I mean, the, the draft is getting super close, dude. Every day, it's, it's 10 days away, not even 10 days away. A, a week from today would be the 26th. And, of course, our draft, TC, is on the 28th. Um, it, there's been a, Next Saturday. And there's been some buzz going around, some some bees flying in the flaw group message. Right, TC, this morning, of course, uh, actually a few minutes ago, Connor Limbach kind of threw a curveball at us, and he, he let us know that Keeper's on his team, possibly, and it's not Amari Cooper. It is not David Montgomery, who he made a trade, including yourself, TC, yeah, in the offseason right after the right after the uh, playoffs and the season ended in 2020. He made a move to get acquire David Montgomery. So that's why we just thought he was going to keep David Montgomery. But he has announced he is not keeping those guys. He's keeping J.K. Dobbins over Montgomery. And he is keeping his bear, Allen Robinson, over Amari Cooper, which that I could understand. Heck, I understand him keeping J.K. Dobbins over Montgomery. Uh, Would you but keep it, J.K. Dobbins over Montgomery. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I I understand um, him keeping Allen Robinson over Cooper is what I'm saying. But with with the keeping Dobbins over Montgomery, I was kind of shocked because he was such a Bears fan. I mean, and and, and he made a trade before that. Yeah, he just honestly, I think he pulled the trigger a little too early. Um, he, you know, Connor and I were in talks to to trade Montgomery right almost right after the championship game um so I think he I think he just pulled the, the trigger a little too fast and and uh, now he's keeping Dobbins I mean that's uh, I think Dobbins is still a quality player but I also think that uh with a run first QB like Lamar Jackson you the inconsistency is there so I'm just like nervous about it I don't know which one would be better really now Connor Limbach does have a first round draft pick Six overall, I do believe. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if he could, you know, I, I really doubt that Montgomery slides to that spot. Um, but, heck, we, who who knows? We will see. And then, heck, Quentin Blount announced that he is possibly key, keeping C.D. Lamb, and which we all kind of knew. Um, well, heck, if you, you know, if we get closer and closer, players start to – get a little bit higher on the charts if you listen to other podcasts or you want, if you do your studying, uh, C.D. Lamb's hype starting to get a little bit higher, T.C., and yes, I'm sure Q is listening. Yeah, and Amari Cooper's kind of fallen to the wayside. Uh, there, You know, he didn't even play in the first preseason game. He just had some injuries going on right now. Um, he did get a, um, a clear to play this preseason game this week. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what he looks like. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. But hey, TC, today is the NFC South Day. All right, that's what we're talking about today. We got two divisions left. This this one here, the South, and then we're going to talk about the NFC West. That's the last division we got to go through. And then it's draft time next weekend, next Saturday. We will be on. Uh, I will, I mean, if everything plans out correctly, uh, like it did last year, I, uh, I'm still doing the draft. Um, I'm, I'm recording the draft, so I will release that possibly on Sunday, maybe Monday. We will see. Uh, so be ready for that. And of course, I will do a, um, an episode in there. Um, I usually do a, a, a pre draft episode, you know, right before because the uh, deadline for the keeper announcements, I'll do one after that. So, so we sure for sure know who's all going to be kept and who's available in the draft right now, TC NFC South, uh, very first team to go over. And it, it, it's kind of awesome that, that we have you on today. Normally it's, it's, it's Scotty because of his bucks, but we got you on today with the saints, the first team we got talked about it off air, TC. Uh, the the Saints finished twelve and four, uh, so they had the best record last year in their division. Uh, but I mean, heck, the of, of course, as we all know, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. So I mean, they're they're the best team. Uh, but we're going with the best record, all right, TC. Best record last year in this division. That's New Orleans. Best Saints. regular season record. Regular season. Well, uh, well, yeah. So. Saints, and you have, as of right now, TC, as of right now, you have two keepers on this team. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they, they've been – it's been a wild ride playing with these two guys. You know, I've, I've had them since they were, they were rookies. I mean, I drafted Michael Thomas rookie year. I, um, I got Alvin Kamara off the waiver wire his rookie year. So, like, these guys have been so good for me. Um, and but you know like what everyone's noticing now is Drew Brees is not the QB, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at the depth chart right now, and it's got Jameis Winston listed as starter and Taysom Hill as the second string. But I also, right. also have read that they are splitting reps. Um, I still think I think Taysom's going to be that gadget player. I think they have to give Jameis the shot. He can throw the ball. Yeah, he made you know last time he was a starter, he threw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, and they don't want that. Mm. So he's been work. He worked under Breeze for a year. He's been, you know, he got eye surgery so he can see better. I think we'll see the best Jameis that there is to see this year, and uh, hopefully, that uh, helps my guys. No, of course, TC. You know, last year Drew Breeze. Now he he is gone. He has retired. So this offensive side of the ball for the Saints. I mean, it's going to change. I mean, they did lose uh, Emmanuel Sanders also. And Jared Cook, uh, but with Breeze being gone now, um, it, it definitely. I mean, I, I I don't. I'm not gonna say it hurts, like guys like Michael Thomas, but you gotta think about that, and also Kamara Heck because he's more of a receiving back. Um, but are you concerned only owning these two guys in Kamara and Thomas? No. Are you concerned at all not having Breeze out there? No, I'm not. Um, you should I be. I honestly think you should be. Well, it's something that should be in your head. I personally think there's nothing. What am I supposed to do? Drop Alvin Kamara, trade him for some like crap. No, I'm keeping him. Kamara. No, Thomas. Maybe you're only saying that because Thomas is out right now. Everyone (laughs) forgets that when Thomas was healthy in 2019, he broke the the receptions record. Right. But that was with that was with Breeze. 
And then when he was playing with Hill last year in those four that four game span that he played, yeah, he didn't get a touchdown, but he also put up really good numbers. He had 100, 200 yard games, um, and he he had almost double digit receptions each game. Well, so, he, like, real quick, TC, and that's another conversation leading into it. I mean, they're like so. Here's here's what's going to happen. It you know, like you say, was Winston possibly being named the the QB one? But this could definitely change a lot. I mean, if you want Thomas to be more involved and have, you know, close to similar numbers they did with Breeze, you need Winston to be the quarterback. You don't you don't need Hill because he's more of a catch it and go guy running the football. Winston, I think I believe that he will throw it and get Thompson more involved than let's say Hill. Thomas what did I say? Thompson? Thompson? Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Thomas. Um, I don't know because I, I still feel like Hill still got Michael Thomas involved. Um, you know, like, well, he had, he, he only had one game where he had double digit targets. You know, he had nine receptions on 11 targets. One game he went eight for eight. He didn't get any touchdowns. So his numbers are modest. Um, and I think that after he hadn't played all year, then being used to playing with, with Drew Brees and then switching it up to go to Hill. Like they, they have to find their chemistry. They've had, they've had off season to work on. Well, I'd like to think that, but also Michael Thomas just ghosted the saints for the last, for three months or, you know, out of the year, he just like didn't talk to him. And now he had surgery. So he's out for up to four weeks. It, it looks like. So yeah, his ADP's fallen. His QB situation isn't the best. He's acting like a real D bag. Um, <laughs> but we all know that he's an excellent player and, I think Taysom Hill will be the second string. I think Winston's going to start, and I think that Winston is going to feed the ball to Michael Thomas. And I tell you, man, like you said, I mean, his rankings, his ADP, his rankings, and you know everything that you're looking at is just, is just falling down so much. And it's just, you know, it, it's, it's I think it's a combination of lots of things. Like we like we've mentioned, it's a combination of no Drew Brees. Uh, uh, the the struggles he had last year when he did play in those um, seven games, and also um, the uh, the injury uh, and how he will react and bounce back on that. It's just a huge. Uh, it, it puts a that we that was something that we're not used to. It puts a question mark on this guy who just heck just a couple years ago was the best wide receiver in the NFL. Like yeah. seriously, he was the man. And now, again, putting a question mark on that uh, ha- has just really gave these these guys an opportunity just to throw him down. But, you know, if in, heck, if I were you, TC, I'm not telling you what to do. But if I were you, I mean, heck, I would bite the bullet on this thing and, and just keep this guy and respect what he once was and, heck, what he could possibly still might be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I know your love with Michael Thomas. It's tough to. It's kind of like uh, like loyalty with uh, what Q has with Mike Evans. I mean, heck, is just there's loyalty there, and you can feel that. And I'm sure it's the same thing with the your your three well, your top three keepers, and so that's Thomas, Kamara, and McCaffrey in there as well. You've had those guys for multiple years now, and I'm sure it's going to be tough for you to you know if you have to uh, let go on those guys. Yeah, they're my boys, and you know I got a. Uh all the optimism in the world for Michael Thomas. I think that he's going to have a great bounce back year after he comes back. I think he's going to buckle down and play the game. Um, but, but it does seem like he's become a diva this past year and a half after his 2019 season. Uh, you know, he, he's got those tweet thumbs going, just 
just saying like crazy stuff all the time. Yeah. So I hope he doesn't like ABS and like go full on like crazy because he just, I don't know this mental state of like football players like that, like how they, like how Antonio Brown got. And I, I just kind of see some similarities, but you can't deny the game, how good he is. So I'm hoping that he just puts his off field issues aside mm-hmm. and he just plays the game. Like we know he can. Well, I don't think you should be comparing Michael Thomas off field issues to Antonio Brown. Well, I they mean, started, <laughs> they had to start somewhere. Antonio Brown didn't just go to like, he, he, he didn't just start jizzing on people's back out of nowhere. He, there was a progression, and I just want to stop that progression with Michael Thomas now. I hear you, man. That. Right. Uh, switching gears, though, I, I mean, Alvin Kamara, man, I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, with, you, you, with, with all this going on, now with Drew Brees, heck, last year – he still he still did it, man. He was he was ranked number one running back in our league, half PPR. He had a career best when it comes to yards. The um, and then with uh, touchdowns, he has sixteen touchdowns, which was his career high. Uh, I mean, tied second in the NFL. I mean, and he still TC in his fourth year in the league. He still had over eighty catches. He had eighty three. Which had three years prior, I mean, they're all 81, and heck, he surpassed that with 83 last year. Uh, and the most targets in his career as well, the most yards receiving, and tied for in his career, most touchdowns. I mean, he still, I mean, he had a phenomenal year. Um, and again, all this was due to the fact that Tom, Michael Thomas was not there majority of the year. He was the and, and right, right. I mean, he was the guy. And and now not having Drew Brees there, Michael Thomas hanging on. By a couple of fingers. I mean, heck, I me, mean, Alan Kamara is, is going to be easier to stop this guy now if you're uh, opposing defenses. Well, it's never easy to stop him, but I don't That's think true. that he's going to get quite the good looks that Drew Brees. Drew, Drew Brees is like football IQ is, I think, better than what Winston's is and what Taysom Hill's is. So I think Drew just knew the game better, knew how to use Alvin Kamara. The crazy thing is, he didn't have over a thousand yards. Like, Something that I noticed he hasn't was his, he hasn't in he, his career. He he does that. What's great about that is that he's not overused. He's the most efficient back, uh, I think, in the league. Like mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Like I, watching him when they played Green Bay, he had the sixty-yard run, and it was like the longest sixty-yard run ever. And he wasn't even running full speed. He was just using his blockers, finding space, hitting the gap, and and just. Looked amazing. Stumbled into the end zone, breaking all kinds of tackles. The dude's a cat. He just like whips through everything, and he's so useful in that situation. And I think that's what's going to happen. That's how they're going to have to get him open to those kind of looks. He's patient. He lets the blockers get out in front of him, and he makes it work. And if the number one QB on the Saints, whoever that may be, can can see how useful that is and make you know they do plays by design to get Alvin Kamara open. Then we'll, I'll be fine. Right, and, and again, could this be the year uh, that four-year streak is broken over eighty catches? Um, I mean, heck, it could be. But again, going back to the quarterback situation, TC. I mean, again, I think it's a smarter idea starting Winston over Hill, and that 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 I agree is because you know I think Hill is used multiple in, in multiple ways. I mean, you can use him as quarterback. You can use him as tight end. Heck, Easy. maybe even even a runner. Who knows? But I think you can't do that with with, with Winston. You can't no. do that. So if you start Hill 
Um, and I think it'll eliminate what you can do. I mean, heck, even with Drew Brees last year, they threw Hill in there for uh, different packages. Um, and when you get to the red line or, or you know, stuff like that, he was using different, multiple different ways. So yeah, I, I, think I think them starting Winston would be a smarter move for them. Hill is great at a lot of areas, but he's not like really good in one. So that's why he can be a gadget player. He's well-rounded. He can be the quarterback. He can be the tight end. He can be the running back. He can be the receiver. He can block. He can do anything you want, but he's not going to be the best person on the field at that position generally. Right. Right. So now, um, yeah, exactly. Winston, I mean, Winston will be the best thrower. He will be the more traditional QB. I agree. So. I agree. And heck man, he could be a guy in our league. If you have a two quarterback league, a guy that you could possibly trust if you, you know, with a quarterback, two options. Um, you yeah. know, two quarterback guys. I mean, he he's by far not a, a bad bench guy um, in our league, uh, but especially a couple, a couple of few weeks and see what he can do with this offense. But with the wide receivers, TC, of course, Michael Thomas, we, just, we have discussed. Uh, but after that, man, big drop off, big drop off when it comes to talent. It's been like that for a couple of years now. Again, like I said, Emmanuel Sanders was on the team last year. Uh, but he is no longer there. Uh, Traquan Smith is still there. Uh, Marquise uh, uh, Callaway, uh, he, I mean, he's been making a little bit his second year out of Tennessee. I've been hearing a little training camp buzz from this kid. Uh, he might make a little bit of jump, but we'll see. Uh, I don't really see any fantasy football uh, value here besides Michael Thomas. Yeah, it's really just Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, um, mm -hmm. and then that's not even until week four. So we're going to see what they're going to do. I, I think the Saints are kind of in a down year. Um, they've got issues with their um, salary cap. They know they're, they they can't be like the Saints of old. They just don't have like the players. You know, mm -hmm. like you're looking at the roster. They they don't have a tight end. Adam Troutman. Like I don't with, know. well, heck, that's another guy I was going to talk about. Uh, second year guy out of Dayton, drafted in the third round last year. Uh, was following uh, Jared Cook uh, last year. So uh, he might be uh, a, uh, a breakout guy possibly to make a name for himself. I mean, not a breakout, but he might, again, might make a name for himself, make, make himself a little bit more known uh, uh, on this offense. He's a big dude, 6'5", 250. Yeah. Um, the I, the I, door is open, I think, for right? this kid. Like I said, that not having a clear-cut wide receiver, too, after Thomas, this yeah. might leave the door open a little bit for Troutman. Yeah, and tight ends are kind of – they seem like a safety blanket uh, sometimes for quarterbacks. So I, I think that there could be a rapport built there. Um, this is Yeah, I think this is someone we should just take a look at, see what he's got. And with the tight ends um, being stretched as thin as they are in our league and you know not having the consistency that we want, this can be great for a tight end pickup because if right. there is no number two wide receiver and the tight end shows up, then that can be consistency that you're looking for. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on teams. Now the defending Super Bowl champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, uh, of course the Buccaneers, heck man, I really do believe they are primed to repeat their championship run uh, from uh, a year ago. TC, the franchise has made like, a priority really in the off season to bring everybody back. I mean, they, yeah. they locked up the, the, uh, the goat Tom Brady, uh, Leonard Fournette, they locked up and, and Chris Godwin, they're, they're all coming back and heck, they did include Antonio Brown. He's coming back. And of course they did lose LaShawn McCoy, which heck that's not anything to cry about. I mean, he, he just I forgot like, that he still like, played football. Right, he is. So like 25 
kept uh, total touches or something like that. But they did, TC. They did add uh, Gio Bernard, who could play a big part of this offense, and we will see. I mean, that I think that in, in the running back room, I think that is interesting, and we'll see, it, you know, what it does with Ronald Jones and Fournette. Uh, but heck, could these guys repeat? No, I think they could. I think with Tom Brady, um, he's had more time now to work work with this offense. And look at the wide receiver trio: mm, Mike Evans, mm, mm, Chris mm. Godwin, Antonio Brown. Those are three like all pro players. And then you throw, and then you throw the guy who's throwing them the ball in there. And it's right? just disgusting. It's disgusting. Like, one I of mean, them is going to be open. If you put them on the field every single play, one of them would be open and Brady would hit them every single I mean, play. Tom Brady, dude, he had 40 touchdowns last year. 40. Um, and that, that was his second most in his career. Second most touchdowns. And he is 44 years old. He's 44. never had a wide receiver cast like this, ever. Not, not in the Patriots. I mean, he is and like he finished seventh in our league. So that's and of course Q, QB number one, half PPR. So I mean, can he still? I mean, I still think he's quarterback number one. Oh, I uh, think so too. again, if you like, like you like we mentioned, right? I mean, with all these pieces he, he has around him, he is a Q, QB number one. Yeah, I agree. You can't count him out. Not until he retires. Um, I think <laughs> that he's proven that every year that he gets older, and we're just like, dude, this dude's still playing. Dude was born in nineteen seventy seven. That's goodness. He's played more football probably than anybody in the history of playing football. It's it's wild. He got drafted when we were like ten. <laughs> in two thousand, man. It's just so it's so awesome. Was, it's so I awesome to eight. see him going. And heck, man, this team definitely. Uh, I mean, they're favorites. I mean, they they are definitely they favored to, to win. I mean, heck, and don't forget about their defense, man. Oh, uh, my they, goodness. They scrambled to keep their dream team going with the defense as well. They kept Barrett, yeah. Levante David, uh, the Sioux guy. I can't pronounce yeah. it. Kong Sioux, whatever. Nadamakung uh, Sioux. There you go. I mean, heck, they finished as like seventh best, or I'm sorry, ninth best last year with like 15 interceptions, 48 sacks. I mean, 15 fumbles. I mean, they were just – they were a pretty good defense, and they kept them all together. Their full team is, like, really gelling right now. They're they're really working well together. They're all going to be on the same page. Um, they've had a lot of offseason to work together. They know what they're capable now, of. TC, let me ask you this. I mean, of course, I, I, this is kind of a stupid question, but I'm going to ask anyways. You being just a Patriots fan growing up loving Tom Brady, you still secretly root for him. Yes, I do. Okay. But I also I also don't want the Bucks to win either because I only <laughs> want Tom Brady to win with the Patriots. So last year when he won, you were you were happy that he won. I had my Tom Brady jersey on. There you go. There you go. Good for you. Good for you. So yeah, I was happy. Um I think I think it's gonna be the, the, the Chiefs and the Bucks again in the Super Bowl this year. Oh I boy. I think we're in it for a good a good game. I mean, yeah, heck man, both teams again, especially with the with the Buccaneers. Yeah, you know they they did, did everything they could. They did everything that was right to keep this team together. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the running backs, they like I mentioned, everybody, right? I mean, they did lose Lashawn McCoy, but like I said, they added Gio Bernard, who's been a backup uh, from uh, in Cincinnati for Joe Mixon for a while. Dude's about and, to go from the worst team, and he's about to have a chance at getting a Super Bowl ring. Like he's loving life right now. He is, man. I mean, heck, he's been in the league since 2013. 
Oh um, and he was a second round pick in 2013. But again, he's not a, he's never been the guy, and he won't be this year. Uh, he's but, had some good. He's had some good good games though, where he like stepped up, and because the RB one was injured, and he was like balling out. So, mm-hmm. kudos to him for that. Right, right. I mean, heck, he. I mean, he has like added like 47 receptions on 59 targets last year. Uh, three touchdowns in his stat line. Uh, so again. He, he won't be the main target, as we know. Um, and, heck, with Ronald Jones and Fournette, they were using this committee last year. But li- listen to this. Who finished, like, first in running backs last year, TC, you know? Was it Jones or Fournette? Well, Jones had 14 touchdowns. No, not 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 14. That's a career. Um, t- seven? Seven <laughs> touchdowns? Career. Well, in, in our league, in our league, half PPR was – who was first, you think? Oh, uh, I'm gonna say Jones still. Okay, yeah, you're right. And I mean, heck, man, it wasn't well, I mean, it wasn't extremely close. Jones was 16th and Fournette was 38. But I think really, uh, it why people think that Fournette, I mean, was better because of the playoffs, man. I think Fournette emerged to be a little bit more effective. I think in the playoffs. Well, well it seems to me that they had saved. It's almost like Fournette saved himself. He's like, well. Mm-hmm. If there's no, if there's no time if there's any time to give yourself 110 percent of what you can do it's in the playoffs when you're playing with Tom Brady right. and I think that's what he did I think that I think I think everybody did that I think Tom Brady is that kind of guy that can get people fired up he can demand the most out of people and he gets that and and that's why mm-hmm. he's he has the accolades that he does his mental game he is probably like mentally the best mentally prepared NFL player of all time. And I think so, that's what makes him so great. And again, with Ronald Jones, the dude is still very young. We talked about this last year. Uh, still 24 years old and he, he's approaching his fourth year, but every year he's gotten better. Really? Yes. Uh, he had more yards last year. He had more touchdowns, more attempts. Uh, his receiving game went down a little bit, but because they kind of threw that with Fournette. But I think if it, if, with them adding Gio Bernard, I think it will hurt Fournette's value more than with Ronald Jones. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think RJ has um, a, a wider range of skill set that makes him more useful in more plays than Fournette or Bernard um, in this instance. So I think we'll, he'll be the featured back. I think that they'll also use Fournette like specifically for plays designed for him, you know, and they'll throw Bernard in there as well. But I think it's Ronald Jones's year. It does have him listed as second string on the depth chart, and I think that should be wrong. I don't know why they have that. Mm-hmm. It's but just, I think it's it, going to be his year. It's still a backfield TC that I'm not licking my chops over. Yeah, fantasy it's, wise, it's, right? Kind of stay away until like something does emerge and there is a consistency. Like you, I think I think Jones is a draftable player, but I don't think he's going to be a running back one or two. He could be a solid flex play because of his upside for getting touchdowns. Um, right. It, it, sh- mm-hmm. it should it should increase. From last and year. I and truly think last year. right, right, and I truly think he's going to be drafted more or higher than his normal ADP in our league because of Scotty Benzie. Yeah, and he Scott's normally drafts him a little bit higher than what is normally done. But with the wide receivers, TC, we mentioned it's just beautiful on paper. Uh, in real life, it's just it's it's beautiful. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, and then you throw in some little dudes in there: Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson. I mean, it's just it's glorious. And even in fantasy, you think I mean, heck, we talked about a lot last year about this. Well, heck, someone you know, it's going to hurt someone's value. I don't think it did. 
Um, and with, with, with Mike Evans, he finished in the top 10. He was 10th. If it hurt anybody, it was Chris Godwin. He finished 32nd, but Chris Godwin didn't play the complete year. I think he missed maybe, what, like four games or something? Yeah, he missed um, games. Yeah, yeah, he missed four. And then Antonio Brown, I mean, he – heck, he – like, that was last year where he came in half the year. Uh, and he still finished in the in, – it's like 66. It happy to be on our league. Um, so I think he he's definitely going to be – I think he's going to finish higher than that. Um, I mean, it's just uh, – again, if you have – the best quarterback in football throwing you the ball, you are fine. It's just going to be hard fantasy wise to like trying to decide who the who 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 is going to be you know kind of featured, who's going to be consistent. Um, you know, right. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are definitely um, always on the like. So since we have four keepers and our fifth round is technically our first round, they are always right up there in that in that pick for uh, wide receivers either early first round for us or, or or late first round for us or early second round, those guys will both be gone. They're just, they're just both too good. And we, we've mm-hmm. seen the kind of numbers that they can put up. Who are you picking first? Out of I'll those pick, wide receivers. I'd pick you, Chris Godwin. You have Chris Godwin. Yeah. I think it's going to be. Okay. Um, heck man. I, I, it's, it's so tough. I mean, thank you. If you look at it again, you can't look at, you can't, I mean, you, you got to, think about Mike Evans is just that. I mean, heck, he's been in the league since 2014. Every year he's had over a thousand yards. Could I mean heck, and he had he had 13 touchdowns last year. And I mean heck majority of those were in the end zone. I mean uh the red zone. Well of course they were. <laughs> and I mean it, it, yeah, like I mean like goal line set. Uh-huh. I mean he just like they gave it to him. And it, was like an, uh, it was a chalked chalked it up as just a big bodied receiver that can go get the ball and Brady knew where to put it and that's what they did. And it, it's wild because I mean Gronk is like that too. I yep. mean they still have big Gronk heck who played all 16 games last year. Which is he, insane. Which is insane. He had over 600 yards which is kind of weird and seven touchdowns. Um, yeah, and, he, well, was, he, he was really good towards the back half of the He season. was a tight end one in our league, TC. Mm. Tight end one. Yeah, and he was. It's just, it's, it's just wild to think that he, he's still doing that. But, again, if he – you know, to be honest with you, if he was playing on any other team with any other quarterback, those, I mean, it wouldn't be the same. But I, I think the connection with Tom Brady is just so bad. I think that's one of the main reasons why he returned. Back in the NFL because Tom it Brady. Is, it is the reason. He yeah. Returned. So I mean, because Brady is, went to a new team. And, could and, Gronk, and Gronk still be in the top ten? Oh, he's going to be in the top ten. I think if if because also what I noticed was they they didn't they, they weren't overusing him. You know, like no no player on that team got overused because there is there are so many players that are really good, really high caliber. Um, they got mm-hmm. to be useful for the plays they needed to be useful for, which kind of saved their bodies a little bit. Well, you also got to think about this. I mean, yeah, Gronk played all 16 games, but he didn't have the backup tight end on the, the, the season majority of the season. Heck OJ Howard only played four games. So all that was being, you know, done without their backup tight end, which of course you got Kevin Brady in there as well. But I mean that, will that pay an impact play an impact on, on, on Gronk's, value i I think i think it has to play an impact of some sort um but also because of the connection with brady and gronk 
it's mm-hmm. there, there's a favoritism there. There has to be, you know, there's a rapport that's been built there. There's already, I already know this guy can do this. There's a, a trust between them. Sure. And I think that that's going to be highlighted with the, with the plays we see them two connecting with. Now I don't, I don't, it's not to say that OJ Howard and Cameron Braid aren't going to get looks and they're not going to get touchdowns and they're not going to have good games. But I think Rob, there's a reason um, he's the tight end one on that team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. TC, top two teams in the NFC South last year. We're going to take a quick break. Panthers and Falcons are next in this division. All righty. Heard that. All right. I'll be right back. Is your hair so long it gets in your face while you drive? Is your beard so long it gets in your mouth while you eat food? Well, it's time to visit Boar's Head Barbershop located in Rochester, Indiana. They specialize in wide variety of men's hairstyles, facial hair design, and shaving services. Their goal is to bring their client a more specialized and enjoyable experience in their barbershop. All services are performed by a professional barber in Seth Maines and Matt Frank. They are located next to Webb's Pharmacy on the west side of Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. So please your loved ones today by joining Boar's Head Barbershop in Rochester, Indiana. Alrighty, welcome back. TC going over. The NFC South. We just went over the Saints and the Bucks, top two teams in the division last year. And now we got the Panthers, Carolina Panthers, TC. Now, heck, we, we had uh we already talked about some of your keepers. Now we got another keeper on your team on the Carolina Panthers. But before we dig into McCaffrey and his greatness, TC, uh, they got a new dude, quarterback. A new QB one. Now it's no Sam longer Darnold. Teddy. Yeah, man, it's no longer Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they, I mean, heck, they, the Panthers, they, they made some off-season moves and inquired uh, the the former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. Now it's going to be interesting to see, TC, how this guy fits into this team. Um, I think is it an upgrade from Darnold? Or I'm sorry, to to Teddy Bridgewater to Darnold. You know, I think it is. I think that now. Um... I feel like because Sam Darnold played on the Jets, the Jets are terrible at Adam Gase. It was just a dumpster fire. They picked him up, you know, when, when he was drafted, he was round one, pick three in 2018. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. I just think he was on a bad team with a bad coach, bad system. And there was like this cloud of just un- unconfidence in the system that you're in. And that was kind of hanging over his head. He, he's a really good traditional quarterback. He's a big guy. He can see he can see over the, the line. He's got good pocket presence and he can sling the ball. I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater. The only thing that I can think of that Bridgewater might be better at is like game management um, and experience uh, to not turn the ball over. But I think that there'll be growth. There's got to be this new fire under him that he, he's in a new system. There's got to be something there that he's thinking like, hey, this is my chance, like, I didn't think I was going to get this chance. I thought I was just going to be used up by the Jets and then tossed to the side. But no, mm-hmm. he's a he's quarterback one on a team with some really good players. It's it's definitely TC going to be interesting to see what happens here. I mean, this is his. Uh, I mean, his head's on the line. I really do believe if he comes out to Carolina 
and, and doesn't perf- perform to, to if he did kind of similar to what he did in New York, which is hard to do, but if he does, he's in trouble. I mean, but he, he is a shiny new toy in Carolina. I mean, he's, but it's still up in the air. Um, if he, if he's still an upgrade from uh, Teddy Bridgewater, but I do believe I can tell you this. I do believe that, uh, their offensive line, they will need to do a better job protecting this guy and creating an opportunity for McCaffrey to go absolutely ham and to go nutty. Uh, they, they need to do a better job than they did last year. But their future, I think, is still pretty bleak, man. Um, I mean, considering that they are in the same division as the the, the Super Bowl champions, um, I, I, heck, I, I think it's going to be it, – it, it, I mean, but uh, – Heck, but with Arnold, he does have better pieces, especially better pieces to throw to than he did in New York. Yeah, he's got kind of like a safety blanket with Christian McCaffrey, uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and also, he gets to play, you know, if, if Drew Brees wasn't retired, he gets to play three top seven quarterbacks two times a year. So he gets to face Brady two times again. Mm-hmm. He gets to face Matt Ryan two times. So he's going to be learning from these guys too. Like, not only uh, that, but – Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, they've been they've been pretty decent. They were really decent with Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see just better passes. Uh, w- real quick, why do you think that – why would you not think that he's an upgrade from Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, just – I mean, have we, have we seen it? Have we no. seen him uh, again, though, based on all, everything that we've seen in his, in his green uniform? But we can't just be like, oh, he's on a brand new team. He's going to be awesome. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. Again, it's up in the air if he is an upgrade than Teddy. It's just, I can't say like, oh, yep, he is. Because he's on a new team. He's got better pieces. It's just tough to say. Yeah. I mean, 2019, he threw for over 3,000 yards with 19 touchdowns. It was, he really, uh, he really went down because from 19 touchdowns to nine. Oh, bad. And he's also had double digit interceptions that have been, you know, he's getting, his first year, 15, second year, 13. But I, I don't year, think, Kevin, about just flirting with 3,000 yards and going 19 and 13, I don't think that and that, that being his best year is is something to bake on and be like, oh, well, I mean, he's better upgrade. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, I, again, like I said, I, I just think it's up in the air right now. And, again, this is the year to make a name for himself. Yeah, and I think this to, is it. Right. If he he's does, he's in trouble. Step. I think he will make the step up. I, I really do. Um, but you just just being a part of the Jets organization for like the longest time, like there's yeah. just this this right. feeling of like, wow, this team sucks and they're just a dumpster fire. And the, the the mental aspect of that is enough to like shake anybody's confidence, no matter how good they can be. Um, and yeah, every quarterback wants to be a high round pick and go in and be the franchise and change the and change the team, but. It's hard mm-hmm. to change the team when all the pieces, you know, just aren't that good. Right. Um, now, Darnold, so, uh, QB2, can he flirt it in our league, get under, yeah, you know? I, I think I think he can – I think he can solidly get a QB2 in our league. I, I don't know about QB1 right now because, like you said, we need to see it. But I think he has the ability to get to QB2. He's got a safety blanket with CMC. Right. Um, and, you know, even Robbie Anderson had a good year last year with Teddy, so – and, and he's already got a, a rapport built with Sam Darnold. So that's, you know, that's going to be probably his first go-to mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, again, I, I, I do believe he he's 
Definitely have something good going with them. Having McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, they drafted a couple of rookies to help him out possibly when it comes to, you know, getting more speed in there. But I think he, he will definitely, I think he'll have a better year than he did last year. Yeah, you couldn't really or have even much his best worse year. year. Yeah, right. He, he was, it was bad last year. Now going on to the running backs, TC. Now with Christian McCaffrey, as we all know, one of the best running backs uh, in the, the NFL. Best. Um, well, we'll see. We'll see. Last year he wasn't, and that's due to injury, of course. And the games uh, that he played, those first two games of the year, they were the awesome. best. Yeah, they were yeah. the best. But let me ask you this, TC: This is the first time that you've owned Christian McCaffrey. That and heck, we, we can throw Kamara in there as well, and Michael Thomas. Those three guys, heck, at one point, all three of them were the best in their position. Yeah. Now. I know, is I there still a start. question mark on McCaffrey? Now, this is a guy who has not, like last year, not, I mean, that was his first time getting hurt in his whole career. Didn't get hurt in high school. Didn't get hurt at Stanford. Didn't get hurt, you know, his first year, his first three years in Carolina. Didn't miss a game. And, and then, heck, man, he missed 13 last year because of injury, almost the whole year. Now, yeah. is there a question mark on this guy? Now, heck, he's going to be drafted in number one still in every league. I think he should be. He but should, could, be. should no, you be? No question mark for me. Are you scared at all, though, about him getting no, hurt again? Not scared at all. The only reason I think that he was out for so long is they were just very cautious. Like Christian McCaffrey is a generational talent. We have seen that, and and they know it too. And why would they even risk it? They're the Panthers playing and with with Tom Brady, Andrew Brees, and 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 Matt Ryan all in your division. You mm-hmm. think I'm gonna like? Yeah, just go out there and let's win this one game and, like, let's use that Christian McCaffrey. No, they're going to try to position themselves to be the best that they can be, and that means saving Christian McCaffrey for when he is most needed, and he was not most needed last year because the season was already – I mean, they had Mike Davis doing pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reggie Bonifon, I don't even know what he was doing, but they were just – they were getting by with what they could, and, and I, I knew – or, you know, with, with the new uh, coach, he, he had – a lot to work on. He had to change the culture of the place. He had to get some new pieces. He had to be, upgrade things. And, and Christian McCaffrey is the centerpiece for all that. Not not no quarterback. It's CMC. And you do believe that Christian's game is still totally fine. I mean, it will hack maybe do an upgrade uh, with Sam Darnold helping him out. You think um, that it's it's better than what it was? Well, if you don't, if you remember the. The QB for the Panthers was Kyle Allen when Christian uh, McCaffrey was number one in 2019 and broke all those records. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who <laughs> is. It really doesn't I'm matter serious. who's throwing the ball. It's still Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater would have had way better numbers if McCaffrey was, uh, you know, healthy all year. Right, man. So I think Darnold, I think having McCaffrey boost Darnold up, that's what I think can help him get into RB2 or, or QB2 numbers. It's right. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, hey, check so, down throws, mm-hmm. those design plays, and then he's going to run the ball like all the time. So Christian McCaffrey's still number one majority of leagues. All leagues should be. Uh, so that we know. Uh, but the guy right behind him, uh, the guy they drafted last year, or I'm sorry, this year, uh, they drafted him in the fourth round out of Oklahoma State, TC. This is a guy that he, he – I mean, heck, he is the backup now to McCaffrey. Mike Davis being gone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, I think it's Chubba Hubbard. It sounds like, like a bubblegum commercial. Chubba <laughs> Hubbard, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but this kid, I mean, this guy, I was watching a little bit of him uh, in, in the preseason, and then that's when I started to do more research on the guy. 
uh, heck, man, he kind of and they the reason why they liked him. He's I mean, heck, he's kind of when it comes to receiving, kind of similar. I mean, he's more of a you know he likes the receiving game. Uh, but I, I tell you what, McCaffrey is somehow, of course, knock on what TC. If McCaffrey does not stay healthy, uh, I mean, this guy could definitely be in the spotlight. What kind of similar with m- what Mike Davis did uh, last year? I mean, this guy could could be the guy. But of course, you know, this year we're likely, well, not likely to to have much of a fantasy value. But th- this is a talented little guy. Yeah, I think um, I-, I think that they're going to. Of course, they're going to use Christian McCaffrey, but they're also going to like give him breaks too. They're going to give him rest, and Chubba Hubbard's going to get a chance to to make things happen. Dude's fast. Uh, at OSU, he was ripping big runs. That's what he had a big run against the Colts in preseason, a fifty-nine yarder. Um, so we know that he has the athleticism to 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 make an impact when he's in the game, um, and I think that they will use it because they'd be stupid to just overuse Christian McCaffrey this year. You know what I mean? Like they, mm-hmm. they've got you've got you have to have more running backs for that specific purpose. You can't run their legs out right now. And if they want to make real changes um, in the next year or two, um, three years before Christian McCaffrey's over his prime, then, mm-hmm. then they're not going to be, they're not, they can't use him too much right now. Right. Right. Absolutely. And heck man. I mean, we did it was in one of my dynasty leagues. We did a redraft with the available players and the, the rookies. I snagged old Chubba up, baby. He could be something that, you know, could help out maybe in a few years. Great we'll handcuff. Great, great handcuff. Great handcuff. Again, yeah. with Mike Davis being gone now, great. Uh, moving on with the wide receivers. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore be on top. Now, heck, it was kind of interesting how it all folded out last year. DJ Moore uh, being, heck, you know, discussed before season started, the wide receiver won. Uh, but then it really emerged to be the Robbie Anderson show. Now, don't get me wrong. DJ Moore did have a respectable year. Uh, he did. I mean, I think he was uh, year three last year and still had more yards than he did. He, he had the same amount of touchdowns. He had uh, less targets and less catches. But again, with, with, with Robbie, I mean, it's tough. I mean, heck, he had more yards. So it's not like he freaking just choked his chicken. Uh, but Robbie Anderson really, and, and it's going to be interesting to see because Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold play back in New York. But again, Robbie didn't really do well in New York. Now, of course, that's New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, but I think last year, first year, over 1,000 yards, uh, I mean, he did well. Yeah, they, they both had over 1,000 yards. So, you know, they were getting the ball. Um, um, th- there is offensive tempo with this team. And, uh, you know, Robbie Anderson kind of sneakily became the wide receiver one um, last year. And, and, and DJ Moore was kind of um, – I mean, I kept him last year. I kept him over Terry McLaurin, which was a, a no-no. You know, I learned that <laughs> mistake. And uh, if th- that sucks. But um, I, th- I think that he does have the talent to be really good. They have the talent to be a nice wide receiver, du- wide receiver duo. Um, but we'll see. Because mm-hmm. of his inconsistency – yeah, they'll get yards, but we're looking for touchdowns as well. Um, right. And we got, and it, we got to it, see. It's just it's weird because DJ Moore, everyone was thinking that I mean, Robbie Anderson was, heck, like you said, wide receiver one on this team, but DJ Moore had more yards. He had more touchdowns. But, again, he was looked at more than DJ Moore, and that's why people are more of a Robbie Anderson fan now. But I think both of these guys are still – very respectable picks, maybe to be wide receiver two, wide receiver three on your team. Um, but he, here's another thing that a rookie, Terrence Marshall, 
Uh, they dra- another guy that they drafted uh, in this year's draft. Uh, he's another guy that could be me. Heck, he could be a wide receiver three on this team. I think he is. I mean, heck, he was ranked last year third in the SEC for receiving touchdowns, uh, ninth for touchdowns from scrimmage, and ninth for receiving yards. And he, w- he will be reunited with their offensive coordinator, Joe Brady. Uh, so I think that has it going for him as well. I mean, this kid, I think I mean, with Curtis Samuel being gone now, he could squeeze into that role and be kind of a, a, a fantasy guy in the future. Yeah, that's possible. I don't, I don't have much footage on him. I'm, I'm, as I'm looking at his stats right now, they've got highlights of him. And, you know, they, of course, when they highlight players, they show their best plays. And right. he, he, I mean, did, heck, he, he did score a lot of touchdowns. Right. In the preseason, uh, they, when, when they went up against the Colts, uh, he had five targets, caught three of them for 88 yards. I mean, oh, he was – I mean, again, it's, it's preseason, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's just like uh, – and he, the guy – I mean, I think it was P.J. Walker, PJ Walker throwing him the ball. It was a huge, like, 60-yard gain or whatever in the first half. Pretty good catch. Uh, and, and it was just right before the touchdown. But this guy's got speed. He, his route running's pretty good. Um, I mean, I think this guy can fit into that Samuel role. As we all remember – Curtis Samuel, uh, he he was making some noise in fantasy as well last year, being that gadget guy, um, and, and he was he was doing pretty well. So heck, Marshall could be in that as discussion as well. Yeah, you know what? It looks like he could work his way up into being the number one on the team. Also, though, like it looks like he's got the ability and the talent to do it. Um, will mm-hmm. he do it? We don't know. He's a rookie, of course, but this is a guy that you could look out for, maybe make a grab in later rounds because right. any any situation where you have a, a rookie starting as either running back or wide receiver, those are the most important positions in fantasy football. And especially dynasty leagues, you kind of want to grab these guys early. But for regular for regular leagues, these are kind of like these late round dart throws that you're hoping like come through. And this guy I think is one of them based off of what I'm seeing from these uh, the videos of his highlights in college at LSU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to tight ends, we won't talk much about these guys. We got another team to talk about tight ends. Dan Arnold, uh, and Ian Thomas that didn't do well last year. They did draft Tommy Tremble, uh, tight end uh, from Notre Dame in the third round. Um, but I, I, none of these guys fantasy relevant whatsoever. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't think so. Not with a tight end. I think that really the, this offense is going to feature a, a handful of players, and mostly Christian McCaffrey. And then let's see what the wide receivers can do. And I, I mm-hmm. don't, I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll probably will be tight end design plays that they go to that you kind of have to, but I don't see which one of these tight ends are going to be like the go-to guy. And of course they have Dan Arnold. I mean, I didn't even know who this guy was until just now, honestly. Sorry. <laughs> he was with there. I mean, he's an older guy. Yeah. Five years in the league. Yeah. Um, he was with Arizona at one point, but again, never been fantasy relevant in his career. And I don't see that happening uh, on this team. So uh, another team, last team in this division, they ended up last, last year four with a four and 12 record, the Atlanta Falcons. Now uh, Matt Ryan still there leading the way, uh, but they did lose a couple of guys offensively. Todd Gurley being one of them, uh, Ito Smith, but they did add Mike Davis. Now, of course, as we all know, Mike Davis uh, did improve, uh, and we talked about a little bit on Carolina. Did did have a very good year. Uh, was a fifty-two dollars worth good? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I I don't. I still don't think so. Fifty-two dollars um, for a fourth place if, finish. If he right, and if he would have kept him, I mean, hands down, 
But uh, again, yeah, like you said, didn't win. Got fourth place. Fifty-two bucks. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, he had a, but he had a great regular season. I mean, he did. But, pretty decent, yeah. like RB two, more RB three, borderline RB two numbers. But he definitely did what he was supposed to for that team, which was cover as well as he. But could we we also out. gotta think this. This is a guy, uh, owner wise, who drafted a kicker in the sixth round. So I mean, we we know he can kind of make questionable decisions, and uh, yeah. he can I mean, probably he, tell just, you that well, it's fifty two bucks. I'll take it all day. Uh, I just I I don't think it was worth that much. Um, but heck, he. Again, drafting kickers in the sixth round. So, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> he he finally made his first trade after a couple of years. Like right, just, you know, right. Welcome the to the league off season. <laughs> All right. Well, Big going with trade. Matt Ryan, though, I'll tell you what, uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, he, I mean, he still he has not had less than four thousand yards throwing since two thousand ten, since we were chilling in Winnipeg High School. Uh, oh, that's boy. the last time he was he had under four thousand yards. Uh, he, he went uh, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. I mean, not bad. Uh, will it change, though, TC, not having his man, Julio Jones, there to throw to? Now, of course, you still have Calvin Ridley. Uh, they drafted the, the, the great Kyle Pitts, uh, who's, who's very hyped as of right now, tight end-wise. Uh, will Matt Ryan still up. do his thing? I mean, I think Matt Ryan's a great a great quarterback. I think he's had a lot. I mean, ever since the whole uh, Super Bowl debacle, where you know twenty eight to three, where they lost, I think his his confidence has kind of waned a little bit. Um, but he's still. I I've always liked Matt Ryan. When he was a rookie, he was he played lights out. He took them. He he got to the playoffs with the Falcons, and I've always liked Matt Ryan since then. Um, he's a good he's a good quarterback. But like you're saying, like. They don't really have much now without Julio. I mean, Calvin Ridley's a great player. Um, then, like you said, Kyle Pitts just being drafted. Uh, his He's a freak athlete, and we, we all see good things coming from him. But then after those two, like, who is it? Like, yeah, Russell Gage had a few good games mm-hmm. last year, but – Four touchdowns last year. I mean, that's got a number. I, that number's got to come up. Right. and But I don't – I still think Matt Ryan, of course not – Offering a lot on his legs, of course. He's a statue throwing the football, but I do believe with Matt Matt Ryan's experience, I, I in his ability to throw the ball, I still think he's a quarterback too in our league. I don't think it floats him out or bumps him down to a bench guy. I still think if you have him, if you're in a quarterback two league, if you have him as your quarterback two slot, it's still respectable. Now, if you're in a quarterback one league and you're 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 hoping that he Gives it more, than, you know, than that. I, I I think that might be a stretch, but I think he's still a quarterback two guy. Yeah, quarterback two guy, but I think he's like a high quarterback two. So if you're in like a twelve yeah. man league, he could definitely be the tenth, eleventh, or twelfth starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that he has that capability. Now, I also am not going to put any stock into him um, to be that yet until I see w- what the offense looks like a little bit better once the regular season gets underway. Um, and let's see what like his his uh, connection with Kyle Pitts is. You know, we obviously know that he hits Calvin Ridley all the time, and Ridley had his best season yet. Now he is a clear cut wide receiver one on that team. So we'll see um, what what they can do together. Mm-hmm. Now with Mike Davis being a new guy in the backfield for Atlanta, uh, he had a breakout year, year seven, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, that was seven years. I can I count. 
I counted correctly. Seventh year. Uh, last year was the seventh year, and he had a breakout year. <laughs> I mean, he had, he had the best uh, best year in his career. Now, will that repeat itself? I don't believe so. Now, I mean, heck, don't get me wrong. I mean, he really took advantage of Chris McCaffrey going out. I mean, he rushed for like 165 times for 642 yards with six touchdowns. Um, and, and he, like, heck, man, he had like 59 receptions on like 70 targets and two receiving touchdowns. I mean, he was heavily involved in that offense. Um, can he do that on this team um, with be getting behind or being behind Matt Ryan? Well, they had to. They had to get this guy because they saw that, oh, he can catch too. Actually, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. When he played in 2018, when he played on uh, the Seahawks team, he had a pretty decent year running and catching the ball. And I think that, you know, with – uh, the Falcons needing somebody more to more pass pass catchers and more running. Then I think he was a, an excellent addition that didn't cost them too much. I think he's a perfect fill spot, and I think he'll have a modest uh, a modest season this year. Uh, definitely, definitely someone that you need to pay attention to. RB running back certain. two or f- just a a good flex guy to have. I think at highest his ceiling is low RB two, mm-hmm. but generally, I think he'll be more of a flex play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, with the I mean, heck, because heck, if they if Mike Davis goes down, they might be in trouble. They don't really yeah. have a lot of guys. I mean, you got to, a guy who I've only like heard stuff about is the rookie out of Louisville, uh, Jibion Hawkins. I mean, he's making a little bit of splash, but I mean, there's not really uh, any well-known guys. So I mean, they really hope Mike Davis doesn't get hurt. Right. I mean, they what, got Cordero Paddles, Patterson on the team now. Oh he's boy. Gonna be, he's going to be a gadget player. Yeah, that's really the, all he is. With the wide receivers, though, you talked about a TC Calvin uh, Ridley, of course, being the guy. Uh, he is approaching uh, year four, I do believe. And again, last year was his breakout year. Uh, just you know, so very, good. so good, very, very good. Um, we kind of talked about last year. It what could he break out? I mean, heck, he had back-to-back years about 800 yards, but I mean, he was very involved. In the touchdown rate, I mean, he had 10, 7, year 1 and 2, and last year had 9. Um, and But he was definitely uh, – when Julio Jones went down, he was definitely – the fingers pointed at him to be the guy, and he succeeded, I believe. And now he's a keeper in our league, hands down number one wide receiver on his team. I think he's going to continue to to dominate. Yeah, I think he'll I think he'll still play well. I mean, he had 140 targets. Now, granted, he only reeled in 90 of those, but – that's a lot of targets, dude. That's a lot. Um, and I think that number is going to stay around the same this year because there is no Julio. Now, um, Russell Gage is there as well. I think Q was the guy that was liking him. Some Russell Gage. We'll see what he can do. Uh, Zacharias, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Um, he is, you know, he's in there as well. But another guy who's going to take majority of targets with Julio Jones being gone. Is that rookie out of Florida who's drafted fourth overall in this year's draft, Kyle Pitts? Is the hype too high for this rookie? Um, I I, I don't know. Like it, it's easy to say no, but it, it, you can also say yes because it's a rookie and because we've seen so many players that have been hyped so high and just come out and not be able to play the professional ball. Like I don't know if it's like a mental thing if. It generally becomes a mental thing because if they're actually that athletic and, you know, 
they're scouted at being that just dynamic of a, a player, then they, they have all the tools to do it. But it's got to be the mental game. Um, I think that he can be great. Um, I think this is a good team for him to be on. He's he's. You, I mean, yeah, he he's is definitely huge. he definitely Absolutely will be huge. great. Yes, I agree. But Red zone again, like I've I've mentioned so many times, tight end rookies success in the past year one rookies, it hasn't been very good. Um, and, and everyone think, well, he, this guy's going to be different. I mean, heck, don't get me wrong, he did very good in Florida. Uh, I mean, like 40, 43 receptions for like 770 yards last year with only eight games, 12 touchdowns. I mean, again, that's why he was drafted fourth overall. Uh, but could he be a top five tight end his rookie year? That I don't believe will happen. I don't think I don't, it will. I don't think it will happen. He could. Yeah, like we could always say he could, but I don't think it will happen either. I, I think he'll be top 10, um, but I don't think he'll really start hitting his stride. When uh, he will he have, be picked up in our league? Well, I think he's got to be picked up. First two uh, rounds? Th- th- no, no, I think that's too early. Um, well, I, I agree. But, heck, we got some guys in our league, TC, that are drooling over this guy. Yeah, let him I drool. think someone's you know going to gamble on him the second round. I hope they do because then that gives me better skill players for my wide receivers. and running I agree. Tactics. I agree. Um, I'm hoping too. In this situation, like for tight ends for us, like after about four tight ends, the inconsistency is just obvious. So th- there are just different tight end dra- drafting strategies that you have to implement here. And if you bite the bullet and take somebody that you're – if it's easy to gamble on a tight end, but generally those gambles don't pay off, mm-hmm. especially for how like, – like when I got Noah Fant or you got Evan Ingram, you know, like just using those examples right there, like we, we, got, we got them a little high. And hopefully they paid off, but you, you're going to have to get more options for your tight end so that you can play matchups better. Matchups are really what's going to make your tight end game the strongest. You, you, after the top four tight ends, you have to play matchups. And, I, and I'm going to leave it at that because, uh, yeah, there are good players like Kyle Pitts. There are Robert Tanyan, uh, I don't know, Logan Thomas, I don't know, Herb Smith Jr., mm-hmm. Those right. guys can be really good, but I also think that their matchups are going to be more important than them being consistent. Right, and heck, we won't talk about this long, but it's so wild how Hayden Hurst just fell off the mountain. Uh, oh, my they, goodness. Like last year, uh, listen to last year's episode, they were banking on this guy, I and mean, we were talking about it as well, that this guy could possibly slide in to being, uh, you know, kind of replacing Hooper and being a top, top 10 tight end. And heck, man, he just – and he, this guy was drafted in the first round uh, just a couple – a few years ago back in 2018. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he really fell. Uh, and heck, he was drafted by Baltimore. And he was actually drafted before Lamar Jackson. And we talked – again, we talked about it last year. But and this crazy. He actually did, though. He did finish in the top ten in, in our league. Yeah, he was fantasy. better. He, he was, was better. He finished ninth. Falcons. Yeah, he was better with the Falcons than he was. Which with is Baltimore. just weird to me, uh, because it, it, it didn't really like him. He had about five hundred some yards, six touchdowns, but it didn't feel that way. It felt like he was a disappointment. He was a dud. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I agree. Um, very underwhelming. Not consistent. Um, did he did he play the whole season? Played, yeah, yeah, he played all year. Yeah, and, and he had really like eighty eight targets. And it really wasn't even until. The you know the last three games of this he got a touchdown in the last three games he had two touchdowns in the first three games but in the middle of the season he was non-existent 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in versus New Orleans, he was oh zero receptions for two targets. Like he was just not getting the ball. He wasn't getting looked at. You know, he wasn't making the most of the opportunities. Um, right. So I think I think he has the ability. Like they could run a very good two tight end set. Here. Exactly. I really do believe that they're going to use him still. Uh, and right. heck, Kyle Pitts, man, he. I mean, they Florida did this. They use Pitts as like as, as a wide receiver sometimes. At some oh, point. Oh yeah, Pitts. Pitts is a dynamic athlete. He's right. so big and so fast. He can jump up and go get anything. I he think does remind me of him. Waller. That's what he does. He yeah, reminds they, me of Darren they, Waller. He's a hybrid tight end wide receiver. He'll he'll. He's big enough to get um get down and make those blocks and but he's also fast enough and crafty enough and he's got great hands that he can mm-hmm. just be mm-hmm. someone you can turn to 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 get that ball. So sure. I, I think right. we're going to we're going to see a great career from him, but like you said, tight ends, rookie tight ends, um their their fantasy value is uh, it's not as high as we all want it to be. But again, I really truly believe someone's going to snip at him or bite at him in our league in the second round. I hope That's what I'm predicting. I think uh, that that's a good uh, that's a good place if you're going to reach for Kyle Pitts, reach for him in the second round. Yeah, because, because of course you know you me heck, I mean there's not really a lot of tight end keepers. We got two right now with Waller and Kelsey, um, but the, you know there's been some other ones before. But heck, he could be there. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. TC uh, predictions now for this division. Uh, who do you think TC is going to be one? Uh, who's going to be first, second, third, and fourth? South. Tampa Bay, they're going to win at least 12 games again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to finish first. Now, this gets a little tricky because I, I do think the Saints will finish second because of uh, the experience that's on their team, the coaching staff. They might not have Drew Brees, but I think they have very capable players. Um, I think they'll get in playoffs with you know either wild card or you, that's probably the only way they'll get in. But I think they'll be a double-digit. Uh, I think they'll have 10 wins, 7 losses. And then I think – I don't know. I kind of think the Panthers might surprise and be a little bit better than the Falcons this year. Um, I don't know why the Panthers aren't that great. The Falcons aren't that great, but I just think because Christian McCaffrey's back that he's just going to lead that team uh, into the promised land. And so it's going to go Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons for me. So you have Saints second. Yeah, that's that's a tough one, but I think that they're better than I. It's you not have, that you I have Falcons last. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. I have, uh, I have the Bucks first, of course. Again, you know, kind of you know flirting with the twelve wins. You know, thirteen maybe. Very good team. Uh, Super Bowl champion, possibly repeat. We'll see. So first in this division, um, I I actually think that the Panthers will be second, um, and the Falcons will be third. Saints last. You think the Saints will be last? Their defense is I, I, really I good. They are good. They are. But, I mean, but, I think uh, – well, actually – well, I mean, it's going to be close with the faint Falcons and Saints. I mean, that one's really that was a, that was a coin flip, Yeah. to be honest with you. It seems like this division's kind of taken a hit. Like, this division's kind of gone downhill. Oh, yeah. And, and it's crazy because when Tom Brady came in, it's like kind of when it all shook up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, Saints could be third. You you made me question my decision there, but it, it like you said though. I mean, it, it it has changed a lot, but there's no question who's going to be first, and that's going to be the Bucks. Um, yeah, I do believe that the Panthers 
could be up there and be a playoff team. If everyone stays healthy, of course. And Sam Darnold does what he's supposed to do, connects with his wide receivers, McCaffrey uh, and, and Robbie, and, you know, of course, more in the rookie. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see uh, with the Panthers in, in this division, TC. I agree. It's it's going to be good. I'm excited to see just some football games, bro. Mm, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah, I'm tired of me. I'm, I've never been a fan of preseason. Like, it's cool to watch the first quarter, but after that, it, it, it's not – enjoyable to me i don't pay um, attention much no not, I, I look for players I'm, that i'm interested in seeing right i mean it's like nba man nba preseason is not for me it's just like it's just to get everyone loose and and then Build some get, get going it's never fun for me to watch no, um, i agree nothing's but, on the line I mean, with preseason we are getting very close to see that time again getting close to our draft draft times lots of drafts are starting to get going here again especially if we when we approach you know, next week, man, I tell you what, our our draft is next week. But, again, we still have one more division to go through. We'll squeeze in, TC, a mock draft as well before uh, uh, draft time in our league. So that we'll, we'll find a time to d- squeeze that in there. You got any last words or comments, TC? No, not really. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, TC, thank you so much, man. A great TC Thursday kind of day. Uh, again, we will be back on Tuesday to go to the, the last division, a, uh, NFC West. Uh, you guys have listened to the Flawcast Network. Stay safe.